What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we will do a full recap of every game we saw last night. It was not a full slate of games. We had seven games last night, as is common for a Monday night, as teams move off of their weekend locations and move to a different uh, location for the midweek series. Very normal. We see this all the time. So let's start in Boston. The first game of the day was a day game. Red Sox and Rangers. This one ended with a very exciting finish. It was a walk-off grand slam off the bat of Travis Shaw. Yes, Travis Shaw is now playing for the Boston Red Sox. You know, you could probably argue this game shouldn't have even gotten to this point because the Red Sox had a lead. Uh, you know, late in the game, they had a 3-1 lead. And then Texas scored two runs in the top of the ninth to tie the game. And Texas would take the lead in the top of the 10th. 4-3, to three, but then the Red Sox would tie it in the bottom of the 10th. And then, you know, they end up rallying to win it in 11. Rafael Devers with the clutch RBI there in the bottom of the 10th. And then Travis Shaw welcomed himself back to Boston with a big blast over the bullpen in right field for the walk-off grand slam. Had the Red Sox have lost this game, it would have just been another frustrating loss. I mean... To be blunt, they haven't been good lately. They really haven't. But they were able to salvage this and and get the W. But Travis Shaw was originally part of the Boston Red Sox. This is the team he came up with. He was a big part of their team a couple years ago. I believe he was on the 2018 World Series team, if I remember correctly. But, you know, he ended up moving on to other things, ended up going to the Brewers, Played some time with the Blue Jays, and you know now he's back with Boston. Um, so yeah, okay. T. Shaw, I just I just checked it up. He he was not on the 2018 World Series team, so he was he was in between championships. So you know the Red Sox won the 2013 World Series in 2018. He was right in between there, 2015 and 2016. He was with Boston, but nonetheless, he is back, and the Red Sox need some first base help. You know for Travis Shaw can play first. He can play third as well. But, uh, you know, first base is probably where he's going to be seeing some more time because Bobby Dahlbeck has been, you know, a little less than ideal for the Red Sox offense. But nonetheless, Travis Shaw came off the bench at first base and, you know, with one big swing, he welcomed himself back and ended up giving the Red Sox an 8-4 to victory in 11 innings over the Rangers. And... Nate Evaldi started this game. He was really sharp. Seven shutout innings with seven strikeouts. It was everyone was good for the Red Sox. The bullpen was good, except for Matt Barnes, who blew a save. His sixth blown save. He has not been good in the last month or so. Something's going on with him. They need to get him right. But his blown save in the ninth inning was, you know, another in, in a string of recent blown saves. So not a good look there. But Kyle Schwarber did play left field for Boston. His first outfield appearance. He's probably going to be seeing more time there. And then they're also going to experiment with him at first base too. When could we see that? I don't know. I mean, looking at the lineup for today, take a look at that. They take on the Twins, and they have Kyle Schwarber playing left field again. So that's not going to happen tonight. But moving on to the next game, D-backs at Pirates. The Pirates won by a score of 6-5. to five. Big contributions from... You know, Brian Reynolds, their all-star. RBI triple for him. You have Yoshi 
Susugo with a solo home run. Some good defense from Reynolds. And, yeah, I mean, 6-5 was the final score here. Not really much to say. I would say on the Arizona side, they had good pitching, though. Mejia went five innings with seven strikeouts and two earned runs. But it ended up being his bullpen. You know, a blown save out of the bullpen. And, you know, that always hurts you. Joe Mantiply with a blown save there. And the Pirates were able to get the win 6-5. to five. Let's head up to the 6, up to Toronto, where the White Sox were taking, a, taking on the Blue Jays. So, Alec Manoa has been very good this year. I mean, we knew he was going to be good when he got called up, but he has been just as advertised. Yesterday, six innings with one earned run, five punch-outs. He's lowered his ERA down to a 3-1-8. Lance Lynn has also been outstanding. So the White Sox were able to get away with, you know, Lance Lynn and Kimbrell, just two pitchers yesterday. Unfortunately, Kimbrell took the loss because this was a close game, but Lynn went seven innings with one earned run and four punch-outs yesterday. He's got a 2-2-0 ERA on the year. He's low-key in that American League Cy Young conversation. And not enough people are talking about it, but I think we will have to consider that because he's he's been great. I mean, his ERA is a legitimate 2-2-0 on the year. 2.2. 130 innings pitch. He's been durable. His whip is down there. He's going to be in that conversation, especially since the White Sox are winning a lot this year. But they, they didn't win yesterday. You know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a pitcher's duel, really. And 2-1 was the final score up in Toronto. Vlad Guerrero Jr. got his 90th RBI, by the way. That's a big milestone. He'll cross the 100 RBI mark. And, you know, in most other years, he would be an MVP frontrunner. But Shohei Otani has done some historical stuff this year. So that's, that's why it's going to be Otani. <laughs> and if we move out to Atlanta. So we talked about this big series between the Yankees and the Braves. Both teams came in with a nine-game winning streak. Something had to give. And something did give. It was the Yankees coming out victorious this time. They won by a score of 5-1 for their 10th straight victory. Giancarlo Stanton had a three RBI game. The only run for the Braves came off a solo shot by Dansby Swanson. But the Yankees were were in control here. I mean, they are running their best lineup out there right now, which means they have Gallo in left, Judge in center, Stanton in right, Rizzo at first, and Luke Voigt at DH. But, of course, yesterday they did not have the DH. So Luke Voigt actually was on the bench. You know, it, it's rough. You win... American League Player of the Week, and then you're on the bench because you're playing in a National League ballpark. Rizzo is a much better defender at first base than Voigt is. That's why Rizzo is playing first. But Voigt did get one pinch hit plate appearance, but it just it's rough. You know, it's, it's unfortunate that he has to go to the bench when they go to National League ballparks, unless they want to give somebody want to give Rizzo a day. Honestly, that's really the only option they have there. But nonetheless. Jordan Montgomery was on the mound. He looked good. Five innings with one earned run. And offensively, it was Stanton leading the show. His home run was the was the only Yankees homer, his 21st of the year. And he's been he's been good this year. I mean, John Carlos Stanton has always been good when healthy. We just hardly get to see him healthy. And that's that's unfortunate, but it is the it is the way it is. And it's something the Yankees have been dealing with for a long time now. But it is what it is. So we will move on to the Midwest. The Cubs finally snapped their losing streak. They finally did it. It was a walk-off home run by Rafael Ortega. And this was the first win at Wrigley Field since July 26th. 
This was the end of a 13-game losing streak. Rafael Ortega knew the ball was gone. And, I mean, right off the bat, you know, he just took a couple steps and threw his arm in the air, flipping his bat. It's been a rough month for Chicago. Really rough month. A 6-4 win over the Rockies in walk-off fashion. You know, that that was a franchise. That put it into a franchise record losing streak at Wrigley Field. 13 games. So, sorry, it wasn't 13 games in a row. It was 13 games at Wrigley. But that's a lot. That's still a lot, no matter how you want to slice it. And we know that the Cubs just sold everything off, you know, at the deadline. But we did not know it was going to be this rough of a summer for them, honestly. It's been a trying time in Wrigley. I mean, if you look at it, I remember when they had, like, fans back in the stands for the first time or, like, reopening at full capacity. Obviously, when you reopen at full capacity, you're going to have a lot of a, a lot of fans and a big crowd, but their, their turnout has been dwindling. Attendance has been dwindling a lot. If you look at that replay of the walk-off home run, not too many fans stuck around. Just not as many people are going to the game at its time of year. I mean, yes, school is back in session, but at the same time, they're just not... They're just not uh, competitive. They're not competitive. So, yeah. The last time the Cubs won at home was on July 26th. And in that game, there was a walk-off single by Javier Baez. And Anthony Rizzo homered in that game. Chris Bryant reached base three times. Jake Rizzo had two hits. Craig Kimbrell struck out three. All those guys are gone. You know, it was that game where they were taunting. So they had some taunting between Javier Baez and Merrick Garrett. But since then, it's been rough. It's been rough. I mean, at home, they've hit 199 since then. They've been outscored 99 to 33. And they've turned in a 7-3-4 ERA in all their homes, home games in basically the past month. So really rough going there for the Cubs. But at this point, maybe they'll tank for a better draft pick. That's really all they can do. If we head down to Houston, the Royals kept rolling actually they they stymied the Astros and the Astros have been kind of red hot but the Royals said okay we'll put a stop to that they got a 7-1 victory over Houston yesterday and you know offense Salvador Perez can we talk about this guy he homer yesterday and now he has Salvi Perez has 33 bombs on the year as a catcher I mean I was talking about this a little while ago but how often do we see that a catcher hit 30 plus you know 33 whatever However many home runs Salvador Perez is going to hit this year, we haven't seen this in a while. I know Gary Sanchez has done it recently, but it's not common in today's game. And Salvi Perez is the face of the world's franchise now that Alex Gordon retired last year. But he is the new face of their franchise, and he continues to play at an elite level year in, year out. And getting that kind of offensive production out of your catcher spot is is not common in today's game. So Salvi is one of a kind. You saw a triple by Whit Merrifield, who is, I would say, the secondary face of this franchise. But he's just not on Salvi's level when you talk about longevity and impact and things like that. Merrifield is still an all-star caliber player, don't get me wrong. But nonetheless, both those guys showed out yesterday. They piled on seven runs against Houston in Houston, and they won by a score of 7-1. to one. And last but not least, if we head out to Oakland, it was Mariners and A's and some AOS action. The Mariners put together another late rally, and they stunned the Athletics. A ninth-inning comeback, three runs in the ninth inning. They're in the top of the ninth, and they stunned Oakland to win by a score of 5-3. So 
the loss is going to fall on Lou Trevino. A loss and a blown save, giving up those three runs in the top of the ninth inning. Could not lock it down for Oakland. That's painful. That's painful for Oakland because, you know, they're also, just like the Red Sox, they're also trying to hang on to or fight for an American League wildcard spot and losing a very similar situation, actually, as that Boston game. You know, coughing up a bunch of runs in the ninth inning when you had the game in the bag, or so it seemed. And then all of a sudden, it unravels. The only difference was that the Red Sox were able to get a walk-off win, thanks to Travis Shaw. In this case, no such magic for the Oakland Athletics, and the Mariners got the victory. So I'm looking at the AL West standings right now. Yeah, I mean, Oakland is three and a half games behind Houston. Seattle is five and a half games behind Houston. But if you look at the wild card, Oakland is one game out of the wild card. Seattle is three games out of the wild card. So both teams are still in it, but Oakland is three and seven in their last 10 games. They've lost three in a row. Seattle is seven and three in the last 10 games. These head-to-head matchups are are going to be really key for both those teams if they want to if they want to make the playoffs. If we're just being blunt, they want to keep some distance between them and the teams behind them. So that is our recap of yesterday's action. That's going to do it. We are back with looks like a full slate tonight in Major League Baseball. Yeah, we have an afternoon game on the West Coast, Mariners and A's, but then other than that, full slate of games. So there'll be plenty of action. We will have plenty to discuss tomorrow. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.